0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to We Need More Cowbell, a podcast about Saturday Night Live, its history, cast, best sketches, and more. I'm your co host, Maddie Pryor.
1: And I'm Jamie Chaffetz, welcoming you to episode number two.
0: Yes, we made it to a whole new, brand new second episode. Made it so far. (laughs) Uh, First, I just want to say a sincere thanks to everyone who has listened to the first episode. And to you, if you're listening to this right now, I <laughs> uh, had a bunch of friends and family reach out to say they listened, that they gave feedback, and they said it made them want to watch the first episode, um, which I would also highly recommend. The first episode's great. Um, yes. And yeah. So that was super cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you haven't listened to our first episode yet, you still can. <laughs> uh, you won't have to get to. Uh, you don't have to too much to catch up on. So.
0: Yeah, we don't have like. We don't have, like, inside jokes and, like, official <laughs> hashtags yet, so c- catch on and get on the train early. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so next, a couple people have asked us about our format. You know, how many episodes are you going to do? Are you going to cover every SNL episode? Um, which episode is it uh, going how many are you doing? And are you going to cover new episodes? And this, this, and that.
1: Everyone hold your horses, mm-hmm. right? We've had one episode. Yes,
0: please chill. Um <laughs> For now, our plan is to stick with some sort of topical episode at the top of the show, and the second half we will cover the next episode of SNL chronologically.
1: Exactly. So for today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about former cast members who have hosted the Oscars or have been nominated, we'd say are those who have won, but according to our research, no former cast members have won yet. (laughs) Um, And then we'll get into episode two of SNL.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, we know there's not too many who have been nominated for Oscars since most cast members would be in, like, the Emmys category, but the Oscars just happened really recently, like, two weekends ago, so we're being, you know, like, hashtag topical. So, <laughs> just get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we'll start out with former cast members who have won or been nominated, because that won't take <laughs> me very long.
0: Right. Uh, that's not to say cast members, obviously, you know, don't have the skills or anything, but... Comedies and comedians very rarely, very rarely get nominated for Academy Awards, uh, which, you know, as you would imagine, is the main genre cast members are nominated in uh, once they've wrapped up with SNL. So um, either way, here's a quick list of who has been nominated and also who they lost to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, just because. Um, so first we have Joan Cusack. Uh, she was nominated f- uh, for Best Supporting Actress in both Working Girl 1988 and In-N-Out. In 1997, uh, she lost to Gina Davis in The Accidental Tourist and Kim Basinger, Alec Baldwin reference, in <laughs> <a> Confidential, <laughs> 1997.
1: Um, and then there was Robert Denny Jr., who has been nominated for *Chaplin* in 92 uh, for Best Actor, and he lost to Al Pacino in Scent of a Woman. Don't know what that is. Don't want it again. Traffic Thunder 08 for Best Supporting Actor, and he lost to Heath Ledger RP, yeah. in The Darkness.
0: Both very good movies, but still to this day, I'm very surprised that Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for Tropic Thunder. Yeah,
1: what's up with that? So (laughs) bizarre, I couldn't
0: tell ya. Um, Then we have Eddie Murphy, uh, who was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Dreamgirls, another great movie, uh, but lost to Alan Arkin in Little Miss Sunshine, another really great movie. (laughs) That I've yet to see. Oh, that's
1: Uh, all (laughs) right. Um, all right, and then we got Randy Quaid, a.k.a. Cousin Eddie, from Christmas Vacation, <laughs> uh, was nominated for uh, In the Last Detail in 1973 for Best Supporting Actor, and he lost to John Houseman in The Paper Chase. Yeah,
0: so he was he was actually nominated before he even got on SNL, which is interesting. Mm. And then, of course, you have Kristen Wiig, who was oh. nominated for Original Screenplay, alongside Annie Momolo for Bridesmaids, the best. The best, the best. Um, I mean. Annie Momolo is a great actress, too. She's very funny. Um, and they lost to, boo, they lost to Woody Avalon <laughs> boo, for Midnight in Paris. <laughs> boo.
1: So uh, next up we'll talk about former SNL cast members who have hosted. So
0: Yeah, so the first one uh, we could find <laughs> was Chevy Chase, who co-hosted with uh, an awesome cast of people. Richard Pryor, Ellen Bernstein, I can never tell if it's Bernstein or Bernstein.
1: Jane Fonda and Warren Beatty in
0: 1977. And uh, the best picture that year was, again, boo, Woody Allen, <laughs> boo, <What>? Annie <Andy> Hall. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and then he, he co-hosted again with Goldie Hawn and Paul Hogan in 1987, where the best picture was Last Emperor. And then by, he hosted by himself, actually, in 1988. Um And I I was looking up, you know, we were doing our very intense hardcore research. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I found a list of the 66, you know, best slash worst, ranked from first worst um, uh, monologues from the Oscars on Vulture.com. And Chevy Chase by himself was number 63 out of 66. So that's not
1: great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could have done better. Right. Um... Yeah, and then so Billy Crystal hosted in nineteen ninety 1990 to nineteen ninety three, um, Dances with Wolves, Silence of the Lambs, Unforgiven, and Schindler's List. I've seen only one of those. Uh, <laughs> I've seen two. Uh. I think I saw part of Silence of the Lambs. Thank mm. me out. No, thank you. Ninety seven, ninety eight, Titanic, Shakespeare in Love, Same and two thousand Gladiator, mm-hmm. two thousand four Million Dollar Baby, and two thousand twelve Argo.
0: Yep. So then Chris uh, we also have Chris Rock who hosted in two thousand five. Crash was the best movie, or er, <laughs> One for Best Maybe in 2016 uh, For Moonlight And uh, the, the next two You know, they're not cast members But they just should be at this yeah, point Yeah, exactly um, So Steve Martin hosted in 2001 and 2003 And then he co-hosted with two that uh, <laughs> He co-hosted with Alec Baldwin in 2010 um, But my favorite joke uh, That Steve Martin told at the Oscars Is from 2003 And he's you know he starts out, he says Writers, directors, actors If we're stuck here tonight and run out of food, that's the order in which we eat them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Uh, So the two thousand and nineteen Oscars, Tina, Amy, and Maya opened the show with a mini monologue. Amy was in a killer killer. (laughs) Uh, The best part is Maya Rudolph saying, "Hey Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda plans you guys (laughs) on (laughs) later."
0: (laughs) Tina goes, "Buster Scruggs, I hardly know her." Uh then Amy Polar says, My spanks are so tight, they've entered my spider verse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they should have hosted. I mean, let's be real. They should all for yeah, three but of them. Why? I know. It makes I me should, sad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um anyway, so uh the two thousand Oscars were hosted by Billy Crystal and he did a I Know What the Stars Are Thinking bit kind of uh looking at the stars and saying what they were thinking, uh, what he thought they were thinking. And he does one of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mel Streep, Denzel Washington, and then he zooms in on Judy Dench's face and says, oh, this thong is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Judy Dench then covers her face, which makes me think Judy Dench was actually wearing a thong. Hmm. Yeah. Let's not think about yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Jack Nicholson, he said, uh, he said, you know what, I'm still the coolest guy in the room. And he was wearing these sunglasses, which were apparently some type of inside joke that mm. I did not understand. That's great.
0: <laughs> it's funny because this, this um, kind of, uh, I know, but the stars are thinking bit, uh, there's there's a thing in the in our episode two review that you'll <laughs> notice is kind of similar to it, but we'll explain more when that comes up later.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So <laughs> during the 84th Oscars, which was in 2012, um, Billy Crystal had uh, some pretty good jokes, and um, one of the best ones was, <laughs> was poking fun at Jonah Hill um, after he lost the weight. Um, he's, he, I'm not gonna sing. I'm just you kidding. Know, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I will say the song he sung. Uh, it's great to shed weight, but I think you should know there's cupcakes after the show. <laughs> 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 oh um, man. man, Billy Crystal. Yes. Um, yeah. So his his Billy Crystal's big thing uh, year after year was he'd start off by. Par- doing a parody of some movie, whether it be the Titanic or uh, Moneyball, etc. Um, and he would kind of put himself into these scenes, these you know, these famous scenes of these movies and kind of just ask if he should still be hosting. So he does a whole bit from Titanic where, um, you know, it's draw me like one of your, f- or paint me, whatever, <laughs> like one of your <laughs> French girls and instead it's Billy Crystal um, instead of Kate Winslet, which is just a sight, a sight you need to see. Um but either way he you know he always makes it about coming uh, whether whether or not he should come back to host.
1: So yeah, Chris Rock was in uh, 2016 mm-hmm. he hosted um and he said one of his his top the top jokes that I found in my extensive research extensive. Uh, was I'm here at the Oscars, otherwise known otherwise known as the white people's choice awards, <laughs> which is sadly true. Hashtag Oscars, so white. Yes. Um, So, that's it for our super official cast members of the Oscars bit. So official. (laughs)
0: official.
1: (laughs) And now it's time to review Season 1. Yay! Episode 2 of SNL.
0: All right. So, this is really (laughs) official, too. (laughs) So, Season 1, Episode 2 of Saturday Night Live featured Paul Simon as the host and a musical guest, along with three other musical guests. (laughs) As you may guess, one of them is Art Art Garfunkel, who in the theme song uh, intro was not... A musical guest, he was considered Paul Simon's special guest. It's very yeah. different. Um, <laughs> and then there was also Randy Newman and Phoebe Snow.
1: Yes, uh, so there's a whole bunch of music in this episode, which aired on October 18th, 1975. So much music. It's,
0: it's all <laughs> music. Yeah, uh, it was the first thing Jamie actually said to me when we started to take like our you know, weekly deep dive into the episode. They don't even do a cold open at all.
1: Nope, things actually just started with Paul Simon singing Still Crazy after all these years.
0: Yeah, and which is kind of odd uh, because it was super brand new to people um, because according to our official research, uh, (laughs) that album didn't even come out until a week later and it's not like, you know, now when stuff leaks at midnight the night before. You know, it was just like a brand new song without any cold open like the week before.
1: Yeah, and of course as soon as Paul Simon wraps up, Chevy Chase crashes onto the stage and gives the live from New York. It's Saturday night.
0: Yeah, somehow that became like a classic bit, um, which I, you know, if it were my choice, I would not go with it because it seems quite painful. But I guess it worked. <laughs> guess so. Yeah. So then we get to the theme song and the credits, and oh no, we already we already lost two cast members. Yeah, oh,
1: it's <laughs> sad. <laughs> Didn't make it. Didn't make the cut.
0: Mm. Yeah. So uh, George Coe, who I believe was the judge in the courtroom sketch with Gilda Radner last week. Uh, and literally nothing else. Um, and Michael Cunningham, who was in the first ever sketch as the uh, translator person, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they were both given the boot, which is crazy. Um, Thankfully, both of us made it to episode <laughs> two. Um, we need more cowbell here. So
1: Yes, phew. <laughs> um, also, there's no real monologue here. Uh, we had four stand-up sets from George Carlin last week, and this week Paul Simon sings another song right away, this time with uh, Jesse Dixon Singers.
0: Yes, he sings Love Me Like a Rock, which is from his album There Goes a Ryman Simon.
1: And then eight minutes in, and we get our first sketch. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Well, sort of. Sort of. (laughs) So, uh, Jerry Rubin comes on, and he was an anti-war activist. Yeah,
0: he was one of the founding members of the Yippies, uh, which was kind of like this counterculture group movement thing in the late 60s. Uh, You know, the group did all kinds of uh, theatrical protests and pranks.
1: So the sketch starts out with him introducing himself with this inspiring message about bringing peace to everybody.
0: Right. Uh, At first I thought it was going to be like a PSA, which would be weird, but either way, that's what (laughs) it looked like. Um, But sure enough, it ended up being one of the episode's first fake commercials.
1: Yes, and uh, he was selling wallpaper adorned with the graffiti the hippies used to spray paint. It
0: was... Uh, it was funny that he could keep such a straight face, considering he was essentially mocking, like, the entirety of his career <laughs> and, like, everything he stands for. I don't know if I could do it.
1: Yeah, he was he was pretty serious in that one. Um, I think it was pretty cool for him to do something like that. You know, sometimes you just need to uh, laugh at yourself.
0: Right. Uh, and another thing they do in this episode, right after this Jerry Rubin fake ad commercial thing, is uh, they start doing one of my favorite things that the old SNL did that I wish they still did. Um, And they zoom in on random audience members and give them, like, a a superlative. Kind of like what Billy Crystal was doing on the Oscars and saying, like, I know what they were thinking.
1: Yes. Uh, So this woman who, if she watched last week's episode, has no idea what's (laughs) happening because it's all brand new. Uh, They zoom in on her and they say she's a good friend of David Eisenhower.
0: And David Eisenhower is President Eisenhower's grandson. And David married Richard Nixon's daughter. So... politics (laughs) (laughs) politics <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep uh and guess what's next is it music it is music great <laughs> tell me all about it <laughs> i will uh so paul simon is back He he's does back a, he's back he does <laughs> a 30 second cover of marie which is randy newman's song then he introduces randy who says he doesn't do many television appearances and then randy pa- plays sail away
0: fun fact which i did not find out until i was doing my deep dive Randy Newman and I share a birthday. That is
1: adorable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just the same day, not the same year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, finally, after uh, Randy Newman wraps up, we finally get to see a cast member other than Chevy Chase um, after 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes. Um, so the Bees are back.
0: Yes. And so now most of the not ready for primetime players come out in the Bee costumes. As we mentioned last week, um, while Paul Simon says, oh, oh no, I'm so sorry, but you guys, the B-Sketch was cut because it didn't work last week, and then they all walk off the stage looking sad and dejected.
1: <laughs> Which, as we mentioned last week, it didn't really work for the NBC people, but Lauren didn't really care and let them in.
0: Which is awesome.
1: Definitely awesome.
0: <laughs> so we see the other cast members for maybe, f- for, I don't know, five and a half seconds, <laughs> and then it's time for a weekend update with Chevy Chase.
1: Yep, and he uh, starts out by pretending <laughs> to be on the phone and, like... Picking his nose and like he doesn't know he's on television. It's, it's <laughs>
0: hilarious. It's a classic bit. <laughs> very
1: so unique
0: the, yeah, the unique, yeah. The first story he covers is uh, about President Ford, uh, as they call it. Uh, the President Ford, and as they call it, his weekly accident. You know, you'll come to find that they shred. They absolutely shred President Ford for being clumsy on a weekly basis. But this accident really did happen. I found a New York Times article about it. Really. Yeah, it was a, an incredibly long article for, like, a sort of, like, a fender bender. Uh, the driver of the other car was only 19, and thankfully nobody was injured, but I just cannot imagine getting into an accident and getting out of the car and, like, freaking out, like, calling your parents, like, oh, man, and then realizing <laughs> you hit a Secret Service car- a Secret Service vehicle, and not just a Secret Service vehicle, the one with the president in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy. you know, when you get into a fender bender, it's, you know, it's rough, but, like, Imagine like yeah. smacking the person <laughs> in your car. So a uh, bulk of the jokes from uh, Weekend Update about that whole incident, but then comes a sketch I alluded to last week when I thought I, Paul Simon was playing basketball in a turkey costume. But the turkey costume was a different sketch. Anyway, so Paul Simon, who is five foot four, um, and that's being a little forgiving, uh, which is shorter than I am by the way, takes Connie ha- takes on Connie Hawkins, an NBA player who is six foot eight.
1: 6'8". Six, eight. Six foot eight.
0: <laughs> they take each other on in a one-on-one game, and legit, Marv Albert is there for color commentary, and <laughs> it's awesome.
1: And Paul's, uh, Paul Simon's jersey number is 0. .02, <laughs> and he says, uh, well, that's been my number since high school. It's
0: continuity. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, you have to, like, Google it or go to Hulu and watch his sketch. Um, they make a whole reference about me and Julio down in the schoolyard. School it it's awesome. It's so great.
1: Yes, and we'll uh, let you guess who wins, but either way, Paul Simon shows off his uh, comedic chops in this one.
0: He also shows off his baller <laughs> hook shot, but <laughs> yes. either way, you have to watch it.
1: And then the moment we've all been waiting for, Simon and Garfunkel reunion. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they started with a bunch of old pictures uh, playing uh, Miss Robinson in the background, and then Paul introduces art, and, well, they get uh, a standing ovation from the audience. And the first thing
0: uh Paul does when art sits down is uh, so uh so Artie, you've come crawling back and, and ask, Oh, the movies are over now? You know, so this was this was like five years after they broke up, so I think at this point they're kinda cool with the jabs and joking about the whole breakup.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they play a nice acoustic version of the boxer, then go into Scarborough Fair, and then they wrap up with My Little Town.
0: I would like to note that Scarborough Fair always gets stuck in my head <laughs> every time I hear it.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a random song, Right? Yeah. I know.
0: And My Little Town features quite a bit of cowbell. Cowbell. Does it? Yeah. I just, it does. Oh, but they didn't
1: do it on there, right?
0: Does it? I don't know. Did they? Why would I write that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. At least in my head, it features a bit of cowbell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> although at this point, they all do.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Art gets into a solo. He sings, I only have eyes for you.
0: So we just get straight up 15 minutes of music. Like nothing else, no laughs, no sketches, nothing. Yep. But then we get our good old buddies, uh, Muppets on no. Acid, <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, Land of Gorch, yes. which I don't. I mean, I feel like that's worse.
1: The Muppet, the, the Land of
0: Gorch <laughs> is worse than Muppets <laughs> on, Muppet acid. on
1: Acid. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, and this week, our Muppet friends are having money issues, so they go to the Mighty Favog for f- fiscal assistance. Yes, which is f- I
0: feel like that's a hard. That would be a hard phrase to say as as a puppet, because it's a hard phrase it to is. say as a human. <laughs>
1: Do Try, you want to say financial? Right. Fiscal. Try ris-
0: saying physical the times fiscal assistance. Sometimes around. Fiscal <laughs> You're gonna have trouble. <laughs> so uh, our our pal Plubus, King Plubus. <laughs> so it sounds so inappropriate. It's not. Uh, sacrifices his own friend Scred Ugh. to the mighty Favog.
1: It was he just sold him it's out.
0: Rude. He didn't he didn't even think twice about it just either. Threw him down the little. It's like whole wow. Thing. Uh, so Favag's answer is see I've already fixed your problem that's one less mouth to feed and that was it
1: (laughs) 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 it was a much shorter sketch than last week's Uh, there were much more characters and weirder names yeah I feel like they should have switched they
0: should have started with this one yeah and then got into the more truly developed plot line of last week's (laughs) Land of Gorge sketch (laughs) Uh, so next week or next week next up is a film by Albert Brooks um, which, it's just, I mean, it's its a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> he, spends, he, he spends a bunch of time talking about his childhood and how, like, his first kiss and other, like, less than appropriate firsts were captured on film by his dad, um, which is funny, like, just, like, nah. the, the idea of it is funny. Um, and then he goes to his current life as a filmmaker, and his daughter, I don't think it's his real daughter, but his daughter makes an appearance. It's It's interesting to say the least.
1: Yes, that's one word for it. (laughs) Uh, And then we get even more music. More music! More music. Phoebe Snow sings No Regrets, uh, which is originally sung by Billie Holiday. Then Paul Simon joins her to sing uh, Gone at Last, and then Jesse Dixon singers come back for some more backup vocals, too.
0: That's right. Lots of music. Um, then they go into a commercial about the 111 try-hard battery that is supposed to go inside pacemakers, which neither of us get, right? I don't get it. Yeah. I, I Please let us know if you get this. Seriously. Like if Email I, us. I watched it twice, and i it's just a bunch of old people in a row, and some of their pacemakers work, and some of them don't. Yeah. I don't uh, <laughs> It, I don't know. You know, it doesn't take much to make me laugh. That didn't make me laugh. And yeah. <laughs> usually, like a person falling makes me laugh. I yeah. Know. Seriously though, if you understand why this is funny, like maybe there was a, a some sort of drug or battery thing that we don't get because we're we're super young. Yeah,
1: we're so young. Um, <laughs> maybe
0: that's it. I don't know. I Google it. Nothing. Anyway, <laughs> but don't worry. The uh the 111 tryhard battery fake commercial ad thing, is on for, I don't know, 20 seconds, and then we go right back into (laughs) (laughs) Paul who sings American Tune.
1: And that's the show. That's it. That's the show. (laughs) Uh, Paul says, thank you to the guests and Muppets and the bees, Uh, and funny enough, he says he had never met Randy Newman, so this is his opportunity to meet him, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a super fun way to meet a celebrity. Like, hey, will you come with this show that I'm essentially running? (laughs) Um, And then you can do whatever you want, and I'll do whatever I want. Um, but my, my favorite part of the whole episode, I think, is in the middle of Paul Simon doing his thank yous, Bill Bradley, who at the time was on the New York Knicks and then became a U.S. senator and is, of course, a Princeton grad, comes on stage and he hands Paul a ginormous trophy for his win over Connie Hawkins, which now I'm giving away who won before you watched <laughs> it. But still, it was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome.
1: And the trophy is basically taller than Paul himself. Yeah,
0: so. and, and Paul does one of those things where he's like whoa, and he almost <laughs> tries to um, drop it, and I almost comes very close to blinding Brod Bradley. <laughs> but then you know he looks in the camera and, and challenges Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to a one-on-one, to a one-on-one, which I love.
1: Yes, but uh,
0: that is the episode. I already.
1: It's, it's <laughs> done.
0: <laughs> uh, I think we counted ten musical numbers, oh, uh, no. and other than Chevy Chase falling over a stool and Weekend Update. No other cast ma- members saw stage time outside of the bees. Yeah, and the bees was a they two second even, thing. Yeah, they
1: weren't even on. They they just like came it was like out. a throwaway. Yeah, I, it, don't, I, I don't know. Um, <coughs> so yeah, so that's the first and second episodes of SNL. They're very different from each super other. Different. One was heavy on the comedy; the other was heavy on music.
0: Yeah, my my thought on that, um, my super deep intellectual thought. <laughs> deep <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> <wouldn't I? laughs> <laughs> is I think they were really trying to get at this, like, variety show kind of genre to keep, keep people interested, keep them guessing, you know, keep them tuning in every Saturday to say, you know, what are they going to do next?
1: Yeah. Um, and I guess it worked uh, because this episode won Dave Wilson and Emmy for directing uh, for a variety music or comedy series.
0: Yeah, and that's an award they wouldn't win again until 2010, um, which is crazy. Uh especially just again I just I, so much music
1: there's it was obviously like I when, mean I love Paul Simon. Sure, who of, doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, right exactly.
0: Um and you know it's not like the, there were bad performances by any means it's just um you know if you were looking for comedy you weren't getting it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: wasn't there.
0: Yeah. So uh I think that's I think that's already going to do it for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry this is halfway shorter than I know, yeah. But uh definitely yeah and uh while you're waiting impatiently for our next episode, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at, at More Cowbell pod.
0: Yes, and thank you, everybody, again, for listening and to everybody who's reached out. Um, yes. Feel free to keep, keep sending us uh, good feedback. We don't <laughs> want your bad feedback, no. Um, <laughs> if you have any stories about SNL, corrections, or connections, which is also uh, awesome, uh, shoot us an email at morecowbellpodcast.gmail.com or... A slide into our DMs.
1: Just slide into our And uh,
0: again, I want to thank the Digital Learning Lab here at Princeton for letting us use their awesome podcasting studio. Yes. Uh, super, super convenient. Um, and it's very much appreciated.
1: Yes. And all right, that's all we've got. So with that, we'll say...
0: If you have a fever, the, the only cure is more cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>